This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, we need one more caller to uh, escape the 80s. 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, And uh, we're going to drop you off in the 80s. And you need to complete a mission in order to get out. It's time to escape the 80s. What's that sound? They're from the 80s. We need to escape. All right, we're going to play a sound, and you got to get out of the 80s. That's the only way you can get out, is by identifying that sound. We did this mm. yesterday. It was kind of fun. Colleen, you weren't here, but uh, I think you're going to love this game, because as a child of the 80s, there are so many things that speak to us as just uniquely 80s. Things like what? Well, Holly, what were some of the things that we got people to guess yesterday? Well, yesterday we got people to guess Teddy Ruxpin. Remember Teddy Ruxpin? Oh, yes. Remember that, Colleen? That creepy, scary bear. Yes. I'm Teddy Ruxpin. Was that how we sounded? No. Close, actually. So (laughs) things like Teddy Ruxpin, but we also played, if I remember correctly, uh, oh, a Polaroid camera sound. Mm, Yes. Remember, you had to. Um, yes. I mean, that was the only. And the hint that I gave was like, instead of your smartphone, this is the thing you were probably carrying around to parties. Am yes, I right? Remember? Because it would live in the moment and you could see it immediately. And then what and bo- then throw it away. What body part did you put those in? Pardon me? What? The Polaroid pictures. You put them in your armpit, remember? And you get them all warm and this you develop is a, faster. This no. is a new. Okay, anyway. Experience. Let's move oh. on to today. We've got uh, two. P- oh, do we have three quarters? Yes, we, we have, have three quarters. Yeah, three quarters. Yeah, on the yeah. phone. Call can, us. We'll Holly, talk. Can we do this? Uh, can we run this? Um, can you play one of the clips from yesterday so we can kind of show people how this will work? Uh, Well, one moment, please. Sure, no worries. Mm-hmm. Again, we're playing a sound from the 80s. You have to identify it. That gets you out of the 80s. We're escaping. From the 80s! Oh, like totally tubular. For example, I yesterday. Stay there, but fine. Okay, no, yes. Tell me now, we Colleen, play. Agree with you. You okay. are trying to escape from the 80s. I guess. And this is a sound that we played on the show yesterday. Okay. Correctly identify it. I know it well. That is a dot matrix printer. Yes! You Thank just you. escaped from the 80s! Yay! Thank you. Okay. All right, fun. Silver spoons together. Who's on the phone? We've got Charlene on the line, and she wants to escape the 80s. Hey, Charlene. Hi. All right, listen to this sound. Tell us what it is, okay? What is that? Is it a typewriter? <gasps> Yay! Yay, Charlene! <laughs> now, for the bonus round, can you guess what kind of typewriter? Um. No, it's okay. No. Anyway. No. It's an IBM Selectrix. 
Aha. That's what Thank I had you, in school. Thank you, Charlene. Thanks, Charlene. She's out of I, the eighties. She's she, out of the eighties. Congratulations. Woo. I was jealous, like, because I think we didn't have an electric typewriter. Yeah. The ones that I really coveted were the ones that had a little screen and you could type I had out one the of those whole line. Senior year, and that's how I wrote my reports. But let's be real, that is dumb because you could only see one sentence at a right. time, and it was like. You'd be like, wait a minute, did I? Because you could, the the reason this was so cool, uh-huh. if you'll remember, is because you could type it all out first. Yes. Which is a no-brainer today. Right. But back in the 1800s, you had to type, and Dawn was talking about this, and and you couldn't just go back. So once it was right. on paper, you were committed. And you'd be like, oh! Because then you'd have to get the white out. And start all over all again. Over again. Yeah. Oh, it was so irritating. All right. All right. Let's, do uh, let's go to Leah. Leah, you are in the 80s, Leah. And we're going to let you escape if you can identify something. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. Okay, so Leah, what video game is this from? Oh, Frogger. No. Oh, no. I'm sorry, sorry. Leah. You have to stay in the 80s. Oh, she's trapped there forever. She's really not that sad. Are you sad? Max Headroom. Oh, look. I'll just stay in the 80s and not have to worry about anything. Okay, fine. What was that sound, Colleen? That was Pong on your Atari. We played again. Yes. Oh, my God. Like, so few sounds. Sounds like there's a... So few sounds. Not only that, like looking at oh, that one hit the side. Looking at it, there's so much. There's so little to look at. It's just like a blip. It's so not overstimulating. It's not what we're used to. It's crazy. My kids would be bored out of their minds. They'd be like, "This is so miserable." Right. This is what you played. Yes, for hours. Leave me alone. Yeah, for sure. I used to. I was obsessed with a game called Pitfall. Mm-hmm. Remember Pitfall? No, I don't. That's the one where the guy had to jump over everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he uh-huh. would swing on the trees. Um, I went back and played that game a number of years ago because they've brought them back. Yep. I was like, wow, I was obsessed with this game. This yeah. is the boringest yeah. game ever. All right. So but you only know what you know. Let's escape from and the what 80s. I know right now is that Jen has been dropped in the 80s. And Jen, you can only get out if you complete a task. Now, Jen, are you from the 80s? Oh, heck. I was in high school in the 80s, and I played Pitfall nonstop. Right? Wasn't that a fun game? You had to land the feet perfectly on the alligator's head. Oh, God. And you just would, like, tap, tap, oh, and fall into the alligator's body. Okay, (laughs) did you get any of the other ones? Uh, I did get the second one. Okay, but not the typewriter? No, it just was too foggy for me. It kind of did sound like caps. You know, like when you, yeah. Okay, well, okay, you're going to hear a commercial. Tell us what the commercial is for. Let's have a listen. Inside this software ball is a neat new friend. Party and Puffball Popple sold separately. See? Pop goes to Popple. Inside out, they twist and shout. Popples love to party. Popples. Do you remember what popples are? No. Guess. I was probably in college at that time. <laughs> Do you have a guess? Uh, was it like an instamatic pop game? Like 
trouble. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Good oh. guess, but Jen, unfortunately, you got to stay in the 80s. Oh, like total bummer, man. Yeah, enjoy the banana roll jeans. Um, no, what are popples? Okay, popples are... I didn't even know, honestly. Stuffed, you don't remember popples? I didn't have popples. Oh, wow. I didn't have popples either. But popples were stuffed animals that they rolled up into a ball. So all you would see is this ball, and then you'd undo them, kind of like an armadillo, and there would be like a character on the outside. Aww. like a, and They almost look like Care Bears with tails. Okay, that's basically cute. Yeah. yeah. All right. We left a couple good. behind yeah. in the 80s. Yeah. I mean, they're uh, fine. Yeah, they're going to be okay. Listen to some the, Tiffany. Trust me. The, yeah. you know, I think we're alone now. now. They might, they, are. they might mm-hmm. think that they're in, in tough times, but I'm here to tell you. Hey, I'd choose the 80s. I know. Except for the whole like having to be in the closet and being told that you're going to burn in hell. But, you know, fine. Otherwise, I'm fine with that. I don't even really know how to support you in that moment. You can't. It's, I'm it's sorry. A deep the wound. 80s was tough. Yeah. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've reached a new phase in the Chonis relationship. Um, I'll tell you what the new phase, we've leveled up. I'll tell you what the next level is, and and we might have to play PR people for a little while and see if we can't decide how they're going to tease this whole thing out. Sure. All right, we'll be back after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1. Leveled up. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, Chonus. Bradley, who is Chonus? Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra. We lovingly call them Chonus. And uh, as you do often with celebrity couples. Yes, we've we've mashed their names together, and uh, I'm here to tell you that. They've leveled up in their whole PR game. So we believe that Chonis is sort of a manufactured relationship. It's pretty, pretty obvious. Right? Well, we think it is because, again, they got engaged after five minutes of dating. And now we're seeing just headline upon headline about dumb stuff that they're doing. Well, here's what I mean when I say they've leveled up. They've taken their PR strategy on their fake relationship to the next level. And that includes making it a family affair and then also making it into a friendly competition. This is the headline from People Magazine. Will Nick or Joe Jonas get married first? It wouldn't be surprising if Nick does, says Source. It's a race to the altar, Bradley. Oh, yeah, it's because they're so in love. Well, Don't here's you think why. they would have talked to this through already? One would think. Um, Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra have been engaged for two months. Um, they had been dating only five minutes prior to that. Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner got engaged about a year ago and have just appeared for the first time on the red carpet together. So already they're taking it a lot slower. Now they want us to kind of uh, be uh, juggling the notion that perhaps Nick and Priyanka could get married first. Well, and remember, part of the reasons that we think a lot of this is uh, manufactured is rooted in the fact that um, this seems to be headed for a reality show. And so everything we're seeing now very likely is being caught on film. And it would not surprise us to learn that perhaps following the wedding, we are going to be treated to, you know, like an eight part series on, I don't know. E. E. Exclamation point. I don't know. I feel e like exclamate. Is that what we call it now? A. I feel like E is who is 
doing. I don't know, or maybe MTV, maybe yeah. VH1. I mean, lots of options. They've got but, tons of. They've probably courted all of them. So this very likely will be an episode of that series that now they will have to have a conversation. Who goes first? Right. And, oh my God! Why do you always get to do things before I do? I mean, I can write this series myself. Right. Episode eight of thirteen is probably you know the struggle. So once we've worn ourselves out of this strategy, once, you know, they've they've done all the headlines on, you know, who's going to get married first? What do you think comes next? Uh, let's well, let's pretend already, that we're the PR people. Well, if we're if we're going to take bets and frankly, we should just take a bet on when we think they're going to get married because it's now October 10th. This yep. relationship began when in the summer or spring? Oh, summer for sure. I mean, it literally probably I July feel like Holly or August. would have like a number for us. She just seems like she'd have a number. No. Oh, she's not right this very moment. Uh, no worries. Um, what I will say is if we're at October 10th mm-hmm. and we don't have a solid date, like what's the date? Do you think? Well, I, I'll go out on a limb. Will I'll we go find first. out the date first. Okay. I'll go first. I think that they're going to set a date, but I don't think they'll make it to the date. And I'm going to say the date is going to be, are you ready? Wait for it. February 14th. Oh, Valentine's. Oh, stop it. I'm, but they're just that cheesy, Ugh. right? Um, can I, uh, let me ask, you said you don't think they'll make it. So you think no. that their relationship will end before they get married? I think they'll set the date. I don't think they're going to I don't think they're going to walk down the aisle. Really? I don't think that they'll well, actually what's the point carry through like the this. reality show. Well, I oh wait, so let me add a caveat. Unless they've inked a deal for the Oh yeah, I, I guarantee show. you cameras were with them when they went to India to meet families to get that going. So Fine. you say February, February 14th. 14th. Okay, February 14th. Um I'm going to say sometime cuz I think we're dragging this out for a while. So I'm thinking uh, well, do we have any hints, by the way, in this uh, no, article that you found? No, of course not. Um, it really is just stupid and ridiculous. It just, it it brings you back, it tells you where we've already been, right? So, um, we see that... I'm writing a book and planning a wedding. So, I would think in the springtime then, right? Because that's like the cliche. So, maybe... I would say March something, March or April. Okay. I don't know. Let's say April 15th, tax day. Oh, tax day. Ooh, sexy. Mm-hmm. Holly. By April 15th. If you oh, were to pick a date for Nick and Priyanka Chonis to get married, what? where's your money? Colleen, I like your strategy, but I'm moving it up a little bit. Ooh. I think Chonis going to have... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have a big New Year's Eve celebration, and they're going to do it all up, and it's going to work. Oh, that's work. a good one. Yeah, like and, and the reality show narrative is, we got to plan this fabulous New Year's Eve wedding. Oh, what are we going to do? We got to get all the cousins and the uncles, because remember the story that one of the Joni is basically broke and their family business has gone under. Doing this reality yeah. show is not only helping out Nick Jonas, but it's also helping out his friends and family. Well, and exactly. it's helping out her career. And her too, by the way. Yeah, Priyanka, she yeah. gets huge, huge name recognition. Um, okay, all right, so... They just don't I like that idea. go together as a couple. Well, now let's plan the ne- what's going to get us to the wedding So date. right now we're talking about Nick and Joe um, fighting... Yeah. About when the wedding is going to be. Race down there the was aisle. an article also that's come out within the last day or so that talked about the engagement ring. So we're getting like the backstory to the engagement ring. Uh-huh. Priyanka dropped hints to Nick before he bought her a Tiffany and Company engagement ring. So I feel like the dress is going to be a huge deal. Yeah, we're going to be talking about the dress. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet. See, I feel like there's going to have to be there has to be a conflict. Right. At some point in here, there's going to have to be some sort of conflict, whether it is between the Priyanka and Sophie Turner. Right. Like they might tease out the conflict around who's getting married first. So which is why I think they will send Priyanka and Nick down the aisle first. They have to get married first because they're the bigger stars. Yeah. And then the others are going to be upset and annoyed about that. Right. That's going to be part of the narrative. We're going to have something about the dress. We're going to have something about the schism between the sisters. Probably there's going to be a suggestion that they should have a double wedding. Ew. Yeah. Um, But don't you feel like that wouldn't be just for a reality show? I mean, nothing would be more dramatic than a double wedding. Yeah, because but I think have to, like, Priyanka will say no to that because she is like she the likes to ultimate bride. That well, she has taste. She likes yeah. to pretend that she's mm-hmm. number one. Meghan Markle. Um, You're right. So that leads me to believe that they might have a, a destination wedding, which might be a topic of discussion at some point. Like, I think a Singapore wedding, because that's all the rage oh, now see, with I that feel movie. Like they yeah. would do it because she is beloved in India. Yeah. I feel like she's going to go to her hometown and have... Like it's the possible. dream wedding. Yeah. Oh, done and done. Let's get Jonas on the horn. Right? Do you have the number? No. Okay. That is a problem. Say, why are you holding out on us? When we come back, we've got Lord and Lady D bag for you on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Behaving badly, they do it every day on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We call them D-Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Before we get to the douchebag uh, that you have on plate, on plate, on tap no, today, Colleen. On deck? On deck. That, you know what I meant, words. 
we have something to give away. A $100 gift card for none other than Cafe Alma. What? And it's all part of Winter 2018's Restaurant Week. Yeah. If you are caller number two, you will receive that $100 gift card to Cafe Alma, 651-641-1071. All right, who's your D-bag? My D-bag today is a man who goes by the name of James Franco. Oh, we haven't talked about him in a while. Well, we haven't. And here's a throwback story about him. So, you know, he used to be on the show Freaks and Geeks. That show, by the way, goes in the category of shows that was were canceled way too soon. It was like ahead of its time. That was a good show. But he was on that show with Busy Phillips. Busy Phillips has written a new memoir. It's called This Will Only Hurt a Little. And in an excerpt from her memoir, she tells the story of a time that James Franco assaulted her on set yep. during a scene. Ooh. Yes. Did you talk about this yesterday no. at all? Okay. So here's what happened. As she tells the story, the the script called for her to... Um, they were in an argument in the show and it called for her to like tap his chest. Yeah. He apparently did not see that directive in the script or was not aware that that was going to happen. So in the moment when she gently hit him in his chest, he broke character and yelled at her. He first grabbed both of her arms and then screamed in her face. Don't ever touch me again. Ooh. And then Dangerous. he threw her to the ground. Okay, that's too much. Right? She said, flat on my back, wind knocked out of me. Um, she described him as being a bleeping bully throughout the Freaks and Geeks experience. Wow. Um, apparently, she went to her co-star, Linda Card- Cardellini, who said um, that she should report it. And Busy decided, opted to not report it. However, the next day on set... He had been clearly required to apologize to her. And uh, she said it wasn't, it didn't feel sincere. It was as though, you know, he, he, she knew he had been made to do it. Yeah. Um, and then she, and then they just sort of like went on with life. But remember, James Franco has been implicated in uh, a lot oh, of. Oh, yeah. It's not the harassment. first time we've talked about him in regards to the Me Too movement. That's for sure. Yeah. So he's my D-bag today, especially because I can't figure out for certain people why the, the, the conversation stays alive and for certain people it goes away. Oh, sure. And for him, it's gone away. <sighs> yes. Yeah, that's a good question because, I mean, partially it could be that um, there's no there's no like there's no legal drama there's no paperwork that needs to be done there's no decisions that need to be made i will say though i remember seeing something and i just looked it up um about maggie gillenhall who has apparently addressed his behavior on the set the, of the deuce, the deuce yeah and that everybody was fine with him and didn't have any problems so, you know, it seems like people have felt the need to sort of speak out about this particular issue. I always think yeah. those are kind of hollow because that doesn't mean a thing. I mean, thank you. I'm glad to know you're doing your job over here, but that doesn't mean you didn't do something you need to at the very least apologize for. Like, again, if it's if it's a pattern of behavior, sure, then we need to start talking about things. And especially if it's a you know, um a violent or a sexual behavior. Right. Then and you see a pattern. Uh, otherwise, you know, I imagine there are some really awful actors out there who are ragey at times 
and that that needs to be dealt with in the moment. But I think we can all be honest enough to like he could say like, yeah, I did that. And that was horrible for me to do. But he's not saying anything. And the other thing about Maggie Gyllenhaal saying that his behavior is fine on the deuce. Well, what, what else would she say? Because that's her meal ticket right now. You know, a job, even for a successful actor or actress, is not necessarily easy to come by. And so it's not like Maggie Gyllenhaal is going to tell tales and be like, oh, he is just, you know, he's a tyrant. He's awful. She's not going to do that because that's her meal ticket. She's also an executive producer on the show. Right. So she has on the producer hat when she talks about him. Well, and she was. She said, quote, I felt it was my responsibility to to do the opposite of ignore the accusations. And I think those accusations weren't necessarily this accusation, but some of the other stuff we've talked about in the past. Um, She said, you know, it came out in the L.A. Times. We read them all. We took them very seriously. We spoke to every woman on the crew and in the cast to find out if they felt respected and what their experience of working with James was. And everyone said they'd been totally respected by him. Mm. So. Okay, you did your job, and you can kind of, again, to everyone's point, see why she did that. Right. right? She's just trying to protect her bottom line. Right. Um, But that doesn't mean that those allegations previously weren't valid. Right. Absolutely. Okay, Mm -hmm. well, you know, we did stop talking about him for a while, but here we are talking about him again. So one wonders if we'll continue to talk about him going forward. Um. Because, again, if you believe that this is a pattern of behavior, there's probably going to be examples there's of it popping up. There's more people, yeah. Right? Absolutely. Um, oh, speaking of inappropriate behavior with women, let's talk about Bill Cosby. Oh, he's geez. my D-bag, but he's actually my secondary. He doesn't even deserve top billing on this particular story uh, of D-baggery. I want to include TMZ. Oh, geez. What did they do So now? here's a headline, and I think this is actually from yesterday, but we never got to it. Quote, Bill Cosby, Chicken Cutlet Prison Smackdown. I'm sorry, is this a new MTV show? Right, that would be kind of fun. <laughs> no, um, his, it, his, the way they write, they're just so full of Stuff. themselves. Anyway, um, so there were apparently uh, there was apparently a report that Cosby had cracked a joke that another inmate found distasteful, and in response, mm. the inmate took a chicken patty from a bun and threw it at Bill Cosby's face. So like Bill Cosby, picture Bill Cosby in jail doing a, doing his set. Hello. Hello. Hello friends. (laughs) That's uh, yeah, that, um, so turns out though, that didn't happen. Oh, at least in so far as the Pennsylvania department of Corrections says they're like, yeah, this didn't happen. So I don't know why anyone is reporting this fake news. But it's just also, like TMZ. Who wastes who? a precious chicken I feel cutlet. like if you're in prison and it's chicken cutlet day, you're, you're eating that yeah, chicken Yeah, you're not cutlet. throwing that at somebody. Yeah. Unless you're a vegetarian. Yeah, true. And even then, if you're in prison, I mean, I mean you're right, slim. Yeah, yeah, there are no vegetarians. You just use that for trade. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I love how much we think we know. Yeah. I watched a couple Lord shows. Lord help us. We know we nothing. ever find ourselves in <laughs> yeah. prison. Um, anyway... It turns out, in fact, that Bill Cosby's not even mingling with anyone, uh, other inmates. So there's no way you mean this the common could've... the commoners. Yes, he uh, he apparently has no human contact whatsoever, which I'm assuming is some sort of I don't know restriction, right? Because usually you're not kept apart unless. Uh, or is he like what they would call on shows I've watched? Hmm. Is he in the hole? Well, which is. 
It's possible. Right. Um, it says that uh, he's being evaluated by prison staff until they determine the extent to which he should interact with other inmates. Um, so until then, he's on his own in his own cell. So he's not in the hole. He's just in his own cell. Oh, okay. Eating his own chicken cutlet. Not Maybe he threw it at himself. Maybe he was so maybe depressed that's the by thing. his own joke. Maybe he was acting out a scene from his next show. Do, okay, so now I'm now I'm doing the thing that I've been shaming TMZ, and this is the reason that I picked them as a D-bag. It's like, I don't care if Bill Cosby gets a chicken patty in the face. It's the least of my concerns. I mean, he I'm deserves thinking it, about frankly. all the women he raped. Right. Sorry. Yeah. So TMZ, hey, could you get on that storyline, yeah. please? Let's find out where the other women are who've been, you know... Uh, sexually assaulted that we need to talk I'm about. I'm not worried about the chicken cut- cutlet exactly. at this point. Thank you. Thank uh, you. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I have some fatigue that I need to talk oh, to you no. about. Sorry. Is it chronic? Uh, I think it might be. Do you need to take um, a nap? I do need to take a nap. I'm going to tell you what is causing me this fatigue. And I bet that you guys have the same exact fatigue after oh, this right. on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk. One Oh seven one. I'm never be- of somebody oh wow i'm tired of somebody okay i gotta talk about it i gotta let it out it's actually not you shockingly this is the colleen and bradley show on my talk 1071 streaming live at my talk 1071.com everything entertainment colleen lindstrom bradley trainer i saw this headline and i just i did one of these first i was like oh i can't do it anymore Lady Gaga to star in Broadway revival of Funny Girl. Oh no, please don't. And I'm like, that first A, that woman is trying so hard to be Barbara Streisand. Yeah. And B, I'm over I I'm tired. Well, I have Gaga fatigue. Gaga fatigue? I fatigue do. Gaga? I do. Fatigue Gaga? Look it up. Fatigue Gaga? It's a thing. <laughs> Just keep saying Check it. It, it feels out. really good to say Check it. Fatigue Gaga? WebMD. Fatigue Gaga? It's a thing. Symptoms include Eye rolling every time you see the words Lady Gaga. Well, yeah, and it makes you not want to listen to Barbara Streisand songs because you see Lady Gaga and you're like, no, no I don't do that. Can I say, though, I have felt the same way for a long time. Mostly um, this coalesced around the news that she was doing a Star is Born, not because I thought she was going to be the Judy Garland Star is Born, but because I was like, of course, this is a woman who sees herself as Barbara Streisand. And here's the thing about Lady Gaga. I don't doubt that she or i don't doubt i don't claim that she is not an incredibly talented woman i think she is so talented her ability to sing and to get a room uh you know like in the mood she is really good at that Mm -hmm. and is one of you know a handful of people who could probably do that so it's not that i don't think she has talent that rises above the level of the average talent it is just the intentionalness that like it's like I see what you're doing and just be you. Right. Like you don't. Ha- but I, but it's something that people do in life. And it's something I think celebrities do in life. And they mimic. They mirror something that they they see themselves. Now, if we asked her, very likely she would say no. Of course. But I think some, when when I heard that, as you mentioned, she is doing or wants to do Funny Girl Mm -hmm. on Broadway, Mm -hmm. I about lost it. And I don't know why it is, because I love a good diva who is incredibly talented, who can blow us all out of the water. 
I'll tell However, you, I'll tell you what it is, if I may diagnose you please. with uh, Gaga fatigue as well. Why don't you woman-splain this I, Let me woman-splain this to you. I, I think what it is, though, it's the same thing that's frustrating and difficult for me to digest, is that I don't... What is interesting to me about a diva is how she got to be a diva, meaning her own path that she charted by her own talent, her own wit, her own, uh, you know, hard knocks, being told no over and over again, rising above that story of how that person became the diva that they are is interesting to me. Yeah. What is not interesting to me. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Is a person who wants to achieve the same level of divaosity oh, that's a thing. by mm. following in a diva's footsteps. Mm. No, you can't do that. That's or like to going, tell us what kind of diva you're going to be. You're going to be yeah. right. Don't you don't get to go on the same trail, but, girl. But like, you got to make you got to blaze is, your own. This is where I'm struggling. <laughs> blaze your own. Some other <laughs> people in the my, audience are, my coffee. are saying that as well. Blazing their own. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Carry on. I the, the thing that I struggle with internally. Tell me more when about it your comes internal with struggles. Lady Gaga is because. You could say that about Barbara Streisand. She is so insufferable for certain people. But to me, I'm fine with her insufferability. Right. Because it's Barbara Streisand and I have I have given her the, the you know, when you hear a story about how Barbara Streisand, she only wants a white microphone or like whatever dumb story it is. Like, I don't care. Right. I don't like that does not sway me from, you know, uh, one of the best concert experiences I ever had. And one of the only things on my bucket list was to see her live. Mm-hmm. I don't care so much about a lot of seeing people live, but she was one of those people. And I watched her and I was like, yes, now I can die. Literally. I've thought that about a few other people as well, but lady Gaga, there is still something. And you could say that about her, but there is something about her. There's something in her that I don't give her the same permission or the same leeway that I would give, you know, Barbara Streisand. Right. It's because her career has been transparently lifted uh, by other artists, meaning even the name itself, Lady Gaga, is based off of a song by Queen. And she, I felt like early in her career, was not shy about lifting her aesthetic, her sound from other people in a way that Barbara Streisand never really did as transparently. Yeah. Well, and what did I mean? It, what were I think what we're saying is that Madonna was right when she called her uh, called her music reductive. Reductive. Yeah. You Although know, rich. I, right. Coming Thank from you. Madonna. Yes. Yeah. But, but I will say Madonna was a trailblazer in a way like she may have used influences that weren't her own. But every artist does to yeah. an extent. Yes. There is just there's something about the maybe it's like a um, uh, pomposity. That well, is a I, SAT word that I'd like to ha- share with all of you today. That was good. Or like an intentional like 
like better than Eunice. I don't know what to call it. There's some characteristic of the way she presents herself that rubs me the wrong way. Well, and I think some of that is, or at least for me, is informed by um, kind of the the early Gaga, the meat dress Gaga, the hatched from an egg Gaga. Well, it didn't seem genuine. That felt like, yeah, that felt like it was just attention grabbing. I'm and it was like, alt. yes, like, I, meat look at, I'm just weird. But now, like, the weird is gone and she's just normal Joanne. But the other thing. <laughs> I wear big hats. Joanne. <laughs> this is the thing that really rubbed me the wrong way. During, oh, now I just feel like I'm like letting out my Gaga feels. It's a safe space. Don't Thank worry. you. There was something that really bothered me about the narrative that they kept on pushing during A Star is Born's early kind of press tour about the no makeup thing. It was like that was the conversation that was always front and center was like, okay, let me just step back and give you the narrative is that uh, Bradley Cooper basically said to her. No, no, you need you need to take this off. It is creating a barrier between you and the character. Vomit. And then wipes her makeup off no. during a screen test. Yeah. No. In 2018, because I don't need where makeup. women are being to told by men how to behave. I, there was something about it that just made me go ish mm-hmm. gross. Mm-hmm. And why are you why are, is this? The thing, the story that you think is going to grip people. No, let the let the movie stand for itself. Let the story stand for itself. Let the music from the movie stand for itself. Then I don't need this cockamamie story. I'm sorry. I'm very, I'm emoting about her, him telling her to take off her makeup so we could see the true her. Stop it. Ash. You can be the truth. You're, what you're saying you is it's lazy. It's That's so lazy, lazy, and right? it's also so like rooted 19, in stereotypes. Like 58. I mean, well, it's, but beyond the obvious yeah, misogyny, it's just uh, here on feminist chat. And the other problem with it is, is that when Gaga has positioned herself as an advocate for people being who they truly are, Ooh, she's getting a deep well, place right now. This is this is a lazy argument for that. Yeah, and and it wasn't her deciding who she really was in this moment. It was Bradley Cooper telling her who she was. And the fact that she's going along with that narrative, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Ooh. I'm Did real. you work it out? I don't I think no, I, here's the I'm thing, just though. tired. <laughs> here's here's the mark of a great artist, though. Like we will then sit and watch Star is Born and cry, right? Mm-hmm. Or we will watch her in Funny Girl and be like, oh my god, what? But I will say it rubs me the wrong way because because I want her to do her. So, for example, it's not that uh, like funny girl, right? That's Barbara Streisand. Nobody else needs to do that. It's like even when Bette Midler does Gypsy right. or something like that. Like, I don't want that. Like, no. I think Bette Midler is so amazing. I just want her to do her thing. Right. Like, create something that, you know, 20 years from now, lesser women or artists are going to try to copy. I'm with you. I just got some Gaga chafing, but it's we're good. We're going to be all right. Maybe get we'll put some, some baby powder. Rubbing me the wrong way. A little gold bond medicated. Uh, Hey, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I am the laziest Halloween gal in the world. And uh, as such, I'm going to be your beautician. Do you need some uh, 